0: Is a goulash media production. Goulashmedia.net. Welcome to The System is Down. What's up, downers? Welcome back to the most worthless show on the internet. The System is Down. My name is Dan Smots. If you're new here, uh, if this is your first time listening, I would say probably just go ahead and click off this and listen to a different episode. Because if you're a veteran here, you'll know that this is not the typical format that I do these shows in. Um, there is no guest today. This is my first ever attempt at a solo show. So we'll just kind of see how it goes. A uh, Reason for that being mostly because I had an extremely long, packed week. I did a lot of uh, video shoots for my business, Goulash Films. And I had a lot of meetings and things like that. I've also had this head cold for at least a week, which has been really frustrating. It's not easy to talk without hacking up a lung, and I thought, you know... I thought I didn't really want to have a guest on and try and conduct an interview and be coughing in their face the whole time. I thought that would be disrespectful to whatever they were trying to say. Uh, we can chalk it up to that. We can also say just maybe it's just my sheer procrastination and uh, laziness. I don't know. So I didn't want to just leave you high and dry for a week. So I thought I'd just take an opportunity to try something different and do a solo show. Just give you guys some updates on where things are, what's going on, and maybe answer some questions. And I did post something in the TSID forum, which you can find by going to tsidpod.com forward slash forum. But I I made a post in there basically saying, blow this feed up with questions. Silly questions, serious questions, anything you want me to ramble about. Just to, uh, you know, give yourselves some content. What do you want to hear? What kind of stupid nonsense do you want to hear this week? So if the questions are stupid, that's on you, and the content and the entertainment quality of this episode is your fault, and it's also interesting to uh, see who actually cares about what I have to say and my mindless ramblings without a specific topic. Um, I'm sure most of you just tune in when you see a topic that sparks your interest, but some of you stick around and uh, keep listening to me ramble on about complete nothings. So that's pretty much what this day is going to be in this episode. Let's begin with some, some updates. Um, not a whole lot, really. I am interested to hear what you guys want to hear about. Like, if there's a specific topic that you guys want me to find an expert on and talk to about that specific thing, um, let me know, um, That would be great, because I'm just kind of shooting in the dark here. I'm just seeking out people that I want to talk to. It's kind of a very selfish endeavor that you guys get to be selfish with by stealing my content and using it to better your lives or entertain yourselves. So, last week, I actually went on a podcast called The Lions of Liberty. Lions of... (sighs) I've had a couple of people say that sometimes when I say Lions of Liberty, they think I'm saying Lions of Liberty. So, I should just clarify. Last week I went on the show The Lions of Liberty podcast, which is a libertarian-based podcast where they talk about current events and all things liberty-based, and I I enjoy it. I enjoy political discussions. I know some of you don't as much, but they're very entertaining and informational, so I would check them out. Uh, I went on there for one of their bonus episodes. They have a Patreon program where you get some crazier episodes that are mostly chatting about like conspiracies and weird things, things that Mark Clare doesn't really want to be a part of his liberty discussions because, as you probably know by now, that takes away credibility from the, the podcast if you're trying to do something serious. But, you know, I'm not trying to do anything serious here. I'm just trying to have some good, fun conversations. So I went on there and uh, the bonus episode was about Flat Earth. I know some of you pretend like you don't want to hear what I have to say about Flat Earth, but the Flat Earth episode with Marty Leeds is currently second most downloaded, and it's only been out for a couple weeks, so despite what you say, I'm led to believe that you're actually secretly not, you don't want to say it, but you love this stuff. Uh, Gets the most discussions, most arguments on the forum, and everybody seems to enjoy it, even if they uh, enjoy it in a very narcissistic, angry way. But I was on there as an advocate for <laughs> the flat earth stuff, even though I don't 100% believe it, as I always say. It was a lot of people who hadn't looked into it as much as I have, and Mark has looked into it a little bit more than others, and a couple of people who were pretty skeptical about it, which is totally fine and awesome. I love talking to People Just really playing devil's advocate on the situation and presenting the problems with the globe Earth model and the problems with the flat Earth model. It's it's all just very interesting discussion. So that was a good time. And if you're interested in hearing that conversation, you can go sign up for their support group. Uh, they call it the Lions of Liberty Pride. Um, you can find that by going to lionsofliberty.com forward slash support And I will probably play just a short clip of that episode later on in this episode, so you guys can kind of get a feel for uh, the fun that we had over there. And uh, it was a good time. So that happened last week. This week, for my show, this show that you're listening to, and the system is down in case you didn't pay attention to what you clicked on, well, I have a friend from high school that... I haven't really talked to, or I haven't seen him at least, in 11 years since I graduated, and we had a chance to catch up on Skype for an episode a couple of weeks ago. Um, I wanted to go back and dig a little deeper into that. Um, he's a, a Republican and a Donald Trump supporter, so he has some interesting views that I don't necessarily agree with, but it's always fun to talk to reasonable people and people who don't get angry when you try to bring up controversial topics, since that's what we're here to do. So I told him I'd like to dig a little deeper, and I have lined up, we're going to have an episode with him, the Republican, his name is John Schweppe, and I have a Democrat friend named Ryan Beckenbaugh, who I've known for many years and don't get to see enough, Uh, Those two guys are going to come over to my house and have dinner with me. A Republican, a Democrat, and a Libertarian sit down to dinner and don't discuss politics? I don't know. We'll see. So I I wanted it to be kind of like a conversation between three different viewpoints from people who aren't going to get angry at each other and just want to listen to each other's points of view. However, um, as you probably know by now, I don't think I'm the greatest advocate for any political side, because as much as I enjoy it, I don't retain the knowledge very well. I hear things I'm like, that's what I think, that's what I think. But when it comes to arguments, I don't think I'm the best proponent of liberty or the libertarian uh, ideals and viewpoints. So I contacted Mark Clare from the Lions of Liberty podcast, who spends all of his time uh, discussing this stuff and debating it, and um, he's a very reasonable, friendly guy, uh, so I, I asked him if he wanted to come on. So, Wednesday night, we're going to be recording an episode moderated by myself with Mark Clare, a libertarian, John Schweppe, a Republican, and Ryan Beckenbaugh, a Democrat, and we're going to have probably the first discussion in the world between these three parties that I refuse to allow name-calling, and we will not be <laughs> angrily bickering back and forth with each other. So that should be interesting. That'll be fun. That's something that's coming up that I think you guys will enjoy. And I've got a couple other guests in mind that I want to kind of keep on the DL because they're not really solidified, and I haven't recorded them yet. But I've got some, uh, got some good topics and good uh, guests that I'd like to get on very soon. So that's kind of uh, the update where we're at right now. Um, I'm also thinking about doing, uh, and let me know what you guys think on this, because the the way the show runs is pretty much up to you guys. I want to know what you want to hear, and I've I've been contemplating doing kind of a bonus Patreon-type episode deal myself, where we'll maybe record an extra bonus episode per week, or maybe every other week, and you guys can maybe contribute a little bit of money to this production, because even outside of the fact that I'm not making any money putting all this work in, um, I'm actually losing money because it does it does cost money to uh, have the podcast hosting through Podbean and uh, to keep the website up and running and all that. It, it costs money, and that's currently out of pocket. Which I know that we're still a baby podcast, so I don't expect a whole lot. And I my biggest Reason why I haven't started this sooner is because I don't want to uh, guarantee a bonus episode weekly for people who pay and then have one person who pays, and then I gotta spend an hour or two, or five, or ten, or whatever, putting together some bonus content for one person who d- contributes. A dollar or five dollars or something like that. Um, But if we have enough people who are interested in helping out and contributing to get more content, um, if that's something you'd want to do, just let me know through the System Is Down forum or however else, because I know a lot of you know me personally. So feel free to yell at me and say, hey, I'd be willing to give you a monthly amount of whatever, a couple bucks, five bucks, ten bucks, a hundred thousand dollars, you know, whatever you have in your pocket. Uh, then I will take that into consideration, but I'm definitely not going to start taking any money from anybody until I know for a fact that it will be worth continuing and doing on a regular basis. So let's let's uh, go ahead and jump into some of these questions that you guys have, and I skimmed through them the first night that I posted it, and there's, just as I suspected, uh, there's a bunch of weirdos in this group who have some completely bizarre questions, and some aren't, but I'll probably enjoy the weird ones more, because that's my style. Um, But, yeah, I don't know if we'll get through all these, because there were quite a few. (coughs) Uh, There's that cold. I'm currently uh, drinking a Dr. Pepper and Vodka at 11.45 on a Saturday morning, so that I can uh, loosen up a little bit, and so that my cold doesn't take over, because uh, I find that the alcohols tend to deplete some of the the irritation in the throatal region. Okay, so, some of these questions, let's jump into, and maybe we'll save some for a different episode, or maybe I'll just record all of these, and maybe save some of them for a bonus episode, who knows, depends on what you guys want, and what you guys tell me you want, If you want something, you got to tell me you're getting this stuff for free and I'm giving you the option of giving input. So take advantage of that. You can imagine. (laughs) Again, this is just a rambling episode. If you thought you were going to be hearing something else, then you're gravely mistaken. So I'm going to ramble and it'll probably be on tangents. So. Uh, there's that. If you, if you don't like that, go listen to Joe Rogan talk for three hours. So imagine, think about all the entertainment that you consume on a daily, hourly, minutely basis. All that content that you absorb into your life. Let's say Game of Thrones or whatever. Maybe I should talk about something I know because, okay, Game of Thrones is overrated. Unpopular opinion, but I don't care. Um... So, let's say, what's, what's cool now? Um, gosh, all I can think of is Game of Thrones. Okay, maybe one of the Marvel shows. Imagine if you could watch Daredevil, and you, it was like a choose-your-own-adventure show. You're like, hey, what if Daredevil in the next episode kills Elektra? What would happen? And the director said, that's an interesting point. Let's explore that. You, I'm giving you the option to do that here. I want your input. I want to know what you want me to talk about you are creating with a simple comment and post on a Facebook feed, which you're already doing 100,000 times a day, you have the ability to change your Monday morning's entertainment. So let me know what you guys want. All that to say, let me know what you guys want. Okay, so question number one comes from my good old friend, Eric Tates. His question is, would you say your teen angst persisted into adulthood? If so, what do you think caused it? It's a very good question. Let me think about that. Uh, I would say no, my teenage angst did not persist into adulthood. I would say that I have a completely new and refreshed angst now that comes from and stems from a completely different source than, what I, than the angst that I had as a teen. Uh, when I was a child, I was a very quiet and reserved and awkward child, As I'm sure a lot of you know, uh, which, I mean, I I wore all black and stuff. I wasn't goth, per se, but I like black. I mean, that's basically the extent of it. Um, And I'm very introverted, even though I now do this every single week, talking to people I don't know, which is very outside my comfort zone, which is kind of one main reason why I do it. But, so, uh, I, I got picked on a lot as a child, as a teen. So I did have angst then, The difference is, I I mean, I knew exactly what I believed as a human. I knew that I believed this very legalistic God stuff. Um, I didn't ever question that, mostly because I was afraid to. Uh, So, I didn't have angst in the same way. I had angst mostly from the pressures of childhood, having bullies and having homework. I'm 29 now. I seriously still have high school nightmares. I will have dreams almost on a weekly basis that I can't get my locker open or I forgot to do my homework or stupid shit like that. Seriously. I mean, this is, <laughs> it feels stupid to even admit like it's a little embarrassing, but I have these nightmares about these traumatic experiences from my childhood, just not getting to class on time, which is so stupid. It's so weird. Like it, Looking back on things of that time now, in, like, the dating scene, the three people that I dated, and caring about, like, how my hair looks, or caring about whatever, what somebody thinks of me, I mean, I'm pr- I'm pretty far past that. All that angst, all that pent-up aggression, whatever. I mean, I wasn't, like, a super aggressive child. I wasn't, like, cutting myself or anything, but I was definitely listening to you know, the crazy stuff like My Chemical Romance and uh, The Used and whatnot. So, yeah, I would say now I have a completely different angst that comes from mostly, and I'm not saying this like I'm better than anybody, but it comes mostly from stupidity. It comes from people uh, not thinking about things. Like, I'm totally fine, like I said, with, on Wednesdays, Uh, Discussion. I'm going to be talking to two people that I disagree with very strongly and one guy that I agree with. Um, I'm totally fine with talking to people that I disagree with. I just have problems with people who aren't willing to question why they think the way they do. And that's something that I think is extremely valuable and is very much missing uh, in kind of today's society. Like through media, through university, through um, all these different outlets, all these different people who are putting this one view on society in general, everybody is saying you have to think this way, you have to think this way, you have to think this way. Um, And people think of conservatism as being very inside the box, very old school. But the problem is uh, in everybody agreeing on one thing that is the most inside the box that we've ever been, maybe it's a progressive thought, but why are we thinking this way? Why are we thinking that this is the right way? Um, I don't don't know if I'm explaining this well or not, but, um, okay, let's take it into my world, into the conspiracy stuff, the stuff that people supposedly hate. Um, Flat Earth, let's say. This is not something that I think is a 100% truth, but people are afraid to even discuss it. And by afraid, I don't mean they're running scared. They don't even realize that they're afraid of it. I don't even really want to go down this rabbit trail because, uh, People are going to get mad at me for saying this. I am fine with the things that I think not being true. Okay? That's it. I'm fine with that. If I died and found out that the earth were flat, great. If I found out that the earth were a globe, great. If I found out that God wasn't real, great. Fine. It is what it is. That's fine. If somebody could 100% without any shadow of doubt prove to me that we weren't created and I didn't have a creator and God wasn't real... I would listen to them. If they were able to convince me of that, then that's what it is. So again, rambling, um, kind of way off the topic of this question even, um, my aggression now is just stupidity. People not willing to accept ideas. Not even just evidence, but like ideas. Let's say you're in a conference meeting and you throw out an idea that may or may not completely revolutionize the company that you're working for. And then somebody else says that's too crazy. Shut up. You're hurting me. You're scaring me. I don't like it. I mean, why? What? What, what is the point? So, yeah, that's... I, I wouldn't say that I'm not angsty now. I'm angsty in a completely different way. I'm angsty in a way that is still very introverted and doesn't really like being around a lot of people at once, one or two people, I really enjoy. I like having conversations with people. I also like being alone in a dark room. <laughs> so uh, when there's too many people, it becomes, to me, it becomes just a wall of noise and no real relating at all. Um, what gives me angst is a whole bunch of people saying a whole bunch of stupid things, and again, by stupid things, I don't mean things that I disagree with, I mean things that are shallow-minded and unwilling to accept that they might be wrong. That's it. That is all that really gives me angst. And, you know, just life in general, uh, colds and being too busy and time speeding up and not having time for the things that I want to have time for, such as this podcast You're welcome. Okay, let's move on. Kyle Richards, who is a friend of mine, also posted a 100,000 things in this thread. The first one is, I would like an in-depth analysis of dogs versus cats, and (laughs) and a conclusion that, through empirical evidence, comes to a decision as to which is better for humanity. No bias allowed, but your hosting should be comical. Well... Don't put your expectations on my hosting, okay? Um, I will give you the most in-depth analysis that I possibly can. Cats, yes, dogs can all die in a fire. I don't care. Puppies, old dogs, crippled dogs, orphaned dogs that you see on commercials uh, with sad music playing behind them. Don't care if they can all die. Um, I I see these uh, posts that are like, if you had the option to something like if you could have all the plane travel flights covered for um, the rest of your life or have a hundred, like a million dollars or you could have this, this and this, but your dog would die, <laughs> what, what would you take? Would you take the dog or would you take all this stuff? Something, something to that effect. Call me a terrible person, but I've commented on this post several times saying I would happily strangle that dog to death and consume its body for far less than you're offering me. So, maybe that makes me a Satanist. I don't know, but... (laughs) And I'm mostly joking. I just... I'm not a dog guy. In case you didn't get that, I don't care about dogs. I don't like them. They're not man's best friend. They're not. And if you think they are, you're probably a man. And here's my theory. Men like dogs because they feel like... (laughs) They feel like if something isn't humping their leg then they don't love you. I mean, women, am I right? Men are very physically... uh, physical showers of love. So, dogs are all up in your freaking face. All the time. 99%. Okay, there are a few outlier dogs. Congratulations, outlier dogs. I will save you for the end of my dog holocaust. You will be the survivors, or at the very least, the last ones I murder. Guys love this physical attention and I do too from a person. I don't know what it is, but a dog jumping up and licking my face doesn't make me feel loved. It makes me feel violated. If a person did that, I would call the police because I have AIDS now. Probably what other reason do you have to do that, sir? Okay. Cats on the other hand, (laughs) again, as a person who enjoys thoroughly sitting in a dark room by myself with silence, cats are great. Cats love you when they want to, or when you give them a reason to. You gotta earn that love. That's how it should be. That's how relationships should work. Sure, you gotta scoop up their shit for them. Fine, that's that's something I'm willing to accept if I have something that cuddles with me when I feel like being cuddled, or when they feel like being cuddled. And uh, dogs are whores. That's it. Dogs are whores. If they all just disappeared right now, every puppy. Male, female, don't care. Any breed. They all died today. Or maybe they just disappeared. <sighs> the world would be a better place. That's all I'm saying. Okay, next question. So, Brian Zachary Earle said, Why are high fives gross with historical references? <laughs> okay. Um... I don't even know if we need historical references. If you want to make the argument that high fives are gross, you absolutely can. uh, Because probably, I'm sure there's some statistic out there. I'm just going to go ahead and make one up because this is my show and I don't have to be accurate. But there's probably some sort of statistic that says how many people actually wash their hands after they take a dump and wipe themselves with a piece of very thin paper. Um, Now, handshakes, same thing. High fives, same thing. Maybe high fives are worse because you're coming in forceful contact with somebody else's hand, which could uh, hypothetically transfer the bacteria at a much uh, greater speed and greater volume from one hand to the other. Uh, so another, uh, another um, ramble here that I, I've always had issue with is how come, in America at least, I don't know about the French, with their bidets and whatnot. Yes, I'm going to talk about poop. That's where this is going. So we're told that if you get your hands a little dirty, uh, if you're going... Before you eat, you have to wash your hands. Um, your ass, okay? You poop. You poop out your ass. We all do. Great. And now, when you're done with that, you take a dry piece of of the thinnest paper that you can possibly find in your hand, it might even dissolve all over yourself, you use that to wipe yourself. I don't understand this. You use soap and water to wash anything else except for the dirtiest possible thing that you have in the existence of your, your human self, your whole body. Your ass is always going to be the dirtiest. I feel like there's scientific research that will definitely prove that I'm right on that. But we're not going to, you know, use a bidet, spray it out at least, a little trickle of water. I feel like we should be scrubbing ourselves every single time that we do that. I know, convenience, whatever. But babies, babies get a nice little soapy wet wipe that is thick and durable. Why don't we have those for people? (laughs) Yes, people. Uh, Real people, not babies. They're not real people. Anyway, moving on. uh, Kyle Richards, next one, says, (coughs) I would like to see an episode where you... No. This one's just... (laughs) When I say I like weird... uh, Okay. Uh, I I would like to see an episode where you lay out a buffet of your 10 least favorite foods and consume them with a deadpan-style straight face. No talking will be done on the podcast except a post podcast monologue narrating your thoughts as you watch yourself partake, which will be laid as audio on top of the eating footage. (sighs) Okay. Now, um, first of all, Kyle, I don't know if you listen to the podcast or not. I'm going to assume that you don't because it's only an audio podcast, so that will be very confusing to have just audio of me explaining how I'm eating food. However, Based on this question, I know that you know me more than I know myself, because that is exactly something that I would probably do if I had, if I was younger and had more time in a day. But, (laughs) okay, let's, let's, uh, I'm going to go ahead and address this. I'm going to do that now. I'm going to, with a deadpan expression on my face, I'm going to do the first part of this. With a deadpan expression on my face, I'm going to eat all of my least favorite foods. Okay, ready? Go. Go. okay I'm done I ate the 10 least favorite foods that I have Um, now stay tuned for the the post podcast monologue where I narrate over that and tell you what is happening Um, don't hold your breath it might take a while for me to get to that next question Okay, the next like 12 are from Kyle so I'm just going to forego the name and I'll let you know when we get to somebody else Next one is I would like to know if you feel guilty about the starving kids in Africa when you or your loved ones throw away food. I'm not sure if this was supposed to be a joke or not. Kind of like making fun of the fact that our ki- our, our parents when we were kids said like you can't throw that away. You have to finish your food because there's starving kids in Africa. From that Perspective, no, I think it's stupid because we can't send our scraps to the starving kids in Africa. However, the fact that we are okay, this is the serious side of this. Yes, yes, I do. I I have a problem with the not the fact that we're uh, that that specific half a slice of pizza or whatever you would throw away is going to be thrown away, but the fact that we throw away so much food and we are the most gluttonous nation. In the entire existence of the world, we are the fattest, most obese people, while there are literally people starving to death every single second. Starving to death. We as, hu- we as Americans use the phrase starving to mean I'm a little hungry, I've gone a little bit more than four hours without gorging my fat face. A little bit more than four hours, and we're starving. Really? You're starving? Because your fat body could feed off of itself for three months, and you would not be starving. You would still be perfectly alive and probably more healthy than you are now. So, yes, not to bring anybody else into this angry rant, <laughs> um, but Greg Glyer, I did a, an episode with him. He talks about his company, DonorSee, where you can literally these people in other countries. You can see them starving, which I, that's the biggest issue that I think that there is in America is that we have this disconnect. These aren't We're not looking at other humans. We're looking at statistics. These people over there dying are statistics and we just see the numbers rising. We don't really think about them as our neighbors, our fellow humans dying. Greg Lyre made something where you can see what these people are going through. You can donate any amount that you want to them and you can know that that at least that one person is being fed for X amount of time. Maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month, maybe it's a year. And they are able to eat off of the amount of money that we spend on uh, a cheeseburger at McDonald's or anything. Uh, any The smallest amount of food that we put in our body, our fat, fat body, could feed them for days. And we still don't. So, yes... Yes, I do. I feel bad when I throw away food. I feel bad that we throw away everything. We're the biggest, most consumer-based nation. We throw away everything. When there are people dying from cold, we throw away coats. We throw away clothes if it's, if it's got a little hole in it. There are people dying from starvation, cold, whatever, weather conditions. Okay, so, so we, we, we'll throw away like a pair of jeans that's holy has maybe a hole in it, maybe a hole in the crotch. Oh, gosh. Uh, God help us. Um, So we take that pair of jeans. We throw it away because nobody else in America could possibly even want that. And that's true. Like, if you took a holy pair of jeans to the Salvation Army, still nobody would want it. That's a problem. That's a big freaking problem that even our poor in society, even the people who need clothes, won't buy this stuff. So we throw it away. And we'll spend $30, 40 $50 on a new pair of jeans instead of wearing them with a hole in them. We spend it on jeans when we could be taking that $30, $40, 50 and feeding like a whole town, a whole village of humans. It, it just, it blows my mind. And I, I, I'm no better. Really, I do try to give to these things, but I certainly have all these luxuries with a computer, laptop and everything to record this podcast in a home, a beautiful home with a nice yard, beautiful kids, very luxuriously living. And not that you should feel bad about your success, but there has to be a line in humanity where we feel a little bit of obligation to help keep people alive, even the ones that we don't see. And that's a moral thing. It's not a political thing. Yes, I do feel guilty. Blah, blah, blah. Go feed a family with your leftovers. It's actually possible. Skip a frickin' meal. Okay, anyway. Next one. Is it possible to dig to China, or would I get burned up asking for a friend? (laughs) Um, Well, that depends, I suppose, on the shape and contents of the Earth. (laughs) And there's not really much more I can say there, because as you all know, I'm pretty much uh, Earth-shape agnostic. Uh, Not really that I don't care, but I don't know. Uh, Even if the Earth is a perfect globe, or if it's a pear shape, or if it's an oblique spheroid, or whatever it is. Let's be honest, we don't know what's inside it. We can make all these assumptions about magma and blah 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 because of volcanoes, but I don't think that proves anything. So, could you dig to China? Yeah, I would say you could dig to China um, if you dug down beneath the Earth's surface and then dug underneath the oceans. Not straight through to China. You dig through all the land masses underneath the oceans, and eventually, if you go in the right direction and you have the world's greatest uh, map, you will eventually find China. Yes, I don't think you'll be burned up doing that. It'll be uncomfortable. It'll be impossible. But make it happen. All right. Why are people proud of their alcohol tolerances? That is a great question. And I think it's kind of a chicken or egg situation. Um... I mean, if you think about Hollywood, Hollywood really, really, every single college movie, everything shows these guys that are super stoked, these bro guys who are stoked because they can drink somebody else under the table and blah, blah, blah. Um, Did that come first and make people think that it's cool to have high alcohol tolerances or did, is Hollywood basing it off of reality? It's probably more Hollywood basing it off of reality. Um, I don't really know. Okay, look at like old um, maybe Irish movies or whatever where you, you see like the old-timey bar or maybe like old cowboy movies and stuff. You see the old-timey bar and somebody out drinks somebody else in a bet or a dare or whatever. Those were probably based on some sort of reality. It's probably just a pride thing. Somebody's like, well, it means you're weaker if you're if, if you're not able to handle this poison that you're putting into your body, Right. I don't know why. It's totally just a Neanderthalic pride-like caveman mentality where it's like, oh, I'm strong. I'm alpha male because I can put poison in my body and live. And you put poison in your body and go to sleep. I I don't get it. Um, Whatever. And, And I'll be completely honest. I have a pretty high alcohol tolerance. I'm certainly not saying that bragging. And every time I say that, people think that I am. But I say it as a bad thing, because when you have a high alcohol tolerance, for you to even get a little bit of a a happy feel, it takes a whole lot more money. (laughs) It's not good. It's not helpful. It just means that you're going to be the guy at the party. Not that I go to parties, as I've pretty well pointed out. It just means that you're going to be the guy in the social atmosphere who is the only one uh, not tipsy, which is for me, the, one of the most frustrating things ever, because people already annoy me enough as it is, let alone when they're drunk and I'm not feeling anything, not even enough to be sociable. Um, there's there's little more annoying to me than that. Okay, the next thing is, what do we really know about the three days Jesus was dead? Interesting question. Honestly, Kyle, you probably know more about that than I do, because I know for a fact that you... uh. Dig deeper into the theology and scriptural stuff than I do. um not that I'm proud of that, but you definitely do um so what do we know about those three days? I don't know i I would say for me, nothing. We know that somehow those three days happen between probably Friday, Good Friday, like probably in the evening sometime to Sunday morning, so to that, I will give you another question. How do three days happen between Friday night and Sunday morning? Okay, that, that's it. I'm just going to answer that one with another question. <laughs> um, whatever. I, I know that you're you're probably wanting me to get into did he go to hell and get the keys and ascend and all that fun stuff. I don't know if that's metaphor or not. I don't even know my stance on hell per se, um, which I'm totally fine saying. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Um, maybe, it, I mean, it could totally be easily metaphor that he went to hell and did that, got the keys to hell and whatever. Um, it could totally be a metaphor saying that he died to save us from hell. And maybe he just laid there for three days. I don't know. And I'm not that concerned about it. And I'll be completely honest, even if I'm wrong, to feel that way. Okay, next one. When asked by a friend about a craft you are proud of, are you willing to say you don't know something if you don't know the answer, or are you quick to come up with an answer to save your ego? Great question, and I would probably submit that I have no problem with it, and I think that I've kind of proven that in this rambling, uh, in this rambling that I'm doing into the Internet void of space. If space exists, <laughs> I, I'm i totally fine with saying I don't know something now. I would say in the past it was not the case. Um, I was I was a very strange yet kind of insecure person. Like I wanted to be different than everybody, but I didn't want people to judge me. I was concerned about what people thought. Um, so earlier in life, maybe even just a couple years ago, I, I would say more so. Yes, it's it's hard. It's hard to say, dude, I don't know. Uh, If it's something that you're supposed to be an expert in and you don't know something, it is extremely hard to admit the fact that you're a human and you don't have all the answers. Honestly, I'd say this podcast is helping me out with that because uh, even conspiracy theories that I like, if somebody asks a question that I can't answer, I don't know, man. I, I don't know, and I'm not going to pretend like I do anymore. I'm fine with saying I don't know because I hope that you can do the same, even like if we disagree on something. I hope that you are willing to admit when you don't know. So if I can't do that, as the contrarian to popular belief on many things, if I can't say I don't know the answer to a question, then why should I expect you to believe any of these bizarre things that I'm saying? Why should I expect you to believe me? Because I'm a liar. And if you can't do the same thing, then you're a liar too. Because we're humans, we don't know. We don't know way more things than we do know. Okay, what is raising children like? Uh, It sucks. Next question. No, uh, raising children is like the the best most stressful, angst-filled rage like it there is no there are no human words in the English language that can describe what it is like to be a parent. It's like you literally want to strangle something to death and watch The life drained from their face. Don't call Child Protective Services on me. I'm being metaphorical here. I said literally the way everybody else on Facebook says literally, uh, figuratively, um, metaphorically, whatever. It's like you're wanting to kill this thing and you're wanting to snuggle it all at the same time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You hate this thing more than anything in the world. And yet you be way beyond that. You love it more than you thought it was possible to love a creature of any kind, even if it's a cat. Okay, so that's what parenting is like. (laughs) And actually, a a little bit of an update where I'm probably going to do an episode on fatherhood very soon, because I have a lot of fathers who have way different walks in life, Um, guys who are in divorces where they've had to fight for child custody, fathers who have really figured out how things work, fathers who have um, who who had poor upbringings from their fathers, and that type of thing. Um, I, I And also, the wonderful Nathan Sipes just had a child, his first beautiful daughter, this past Thursday. And I am going to go see her later today, probably. So, I'm very much looking forward to that, and I will definitely have him on as the new father when we do that episode. So... I I mean, I say that to say that (laughs) I'm not going to be able to answer to you what it is like to raise children in a three minute rant. Uh, It's that in itself is going to be a a whole episode because you you just can't. You can't. Okay. (laughs) Okay. um, Next one. Is it racist to use African-American emojis when you're white? Uh, (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't think so. Um, If you want to, if you're trying to get into cultural appropriation, which I don't think you are, but I can't think of any other way to take this. Um, I don't think emojis are any culture at all, if not white culture, or at least American melting pot culture in general. Uh, I think cultural appropriation is stupid, I think. If somebody wants to wear a kimono out of respect for a culture, then that is respect for a culture. If somebody wants to wear a kimono making fun of a culture, then that's making fun of a culture. Either way, I don't think it's necessarily a problem. I think you should be able to make fun of things if you want to. I don't care. (laughs) No, I I think cultural appropriation, I would say that uh, it's a lot like if I made an album and it was like a new kind of genre, like a weird blend of different things, let's say polka and rap and metal. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So I I make this album, and it's like huge, and everybody loves it, and everybody wants to be like me because I'm a rock star. I know, I'm speaking very hypothetically here. If I did that, and everybody wanted to be like me, and then somebody tried to make the next polka, whatever I said, polka, metal, uh, rap album... Um, They're trying to copy me because they respect what I do, and they they respect the thing that I make, the thing that is the culture kind of that I made. If they do that in a poor manner, it's still not an insult to me. Even if they do it completely terribly, it's not an insult to me. It's them trying to be like me, and them thinking that I'm cool. I think that's kind of the same for this culture stuff. You know, if a white guy wears dreadlocks because he think, dre- thinks dreadlocks look cool, he's not making fun of dreadlocks. He's not making fun of black people. Not even that dreadlocks originated from black people. I don't know. But, I mean, you don't do things. You don't you don't put that on yourself, especially dreadlocks. It takes a lot of work to get dreadlocks here. It takes a lot of work and a lot of... Uh, lack of bathing to get dreadlocks for a white guy, especially. If somebody goes through that effort, they're probably not making fun of you, because that's a whole lot of time that they're putting into their life just to play a (laughs) joke on probably... I mean, if they're a, a white guy in a white neighborhood with dreadlocks, they're probably not going to be making a very good statement to the white people around them. I don't know, but I'm getting off this topic because I don't like it. Why did the term emoticons from the MSN Messenger days get replaced with emojis? What is the step-by-step evolution? Okay, the step-by-step evolution is this. I'm going to make this up entirely. Okay, uh, MSN Messenger, some of you are probably too young to even know what that is. Uh, It was basically text messaging back before text messaging was a thing. You had to do it online, and your friend had to be online, too, otherwise they wouldn't see your stuff. It's like a chat room, but small. (laughs) But it was, like, the biggest thing somehow. Um, Back then, they were called emoticons, the smiley faces and all that. I mean, we weren't cool enough to have poop symbols and all those fun things. Um, So the evolution went like this. MSN died, and so did emoticons, right? I mean, it was a long time of texting before, it was a very long time, many years probably, of using colons and uh, parentheses to tell somebody that we were smiling even though we probably weren't. So it was a long time before we could make these smiley faces again. And when we brought them back Apple, or whoever probably knew that calling them emoticons uh, well, that's a really long word and Kids don't pay that much attention anymore, and emoji sounds like a cute little toy that you play with, and I have no idea, in case you haven't figured that out by now. I don't know. Probably just an abbreviation that's stuck, uh, most likely. They're probably still technically called emoticons, and uh, emoji sounds cuter, so we went with that, because, let's face it, they're, even the smiley faces are way cuter than they were on MSN Messenger, Okay. Why is the option for white people on a demographic questionnaire always Caucasian? Does the government really think every white person is from the Caucasus Mountains? Dude, you're expecting me to answer these racial bait questions on (laughs) a solo episode where it's all on me. If I say something stupid, it's not that I was just, you know, playing devil's advocate and disagreeing with somebody. This is me talking just mostly out my ass about things that I know nothing about. I don't know why they're called Caucasians. I don't know. And I don't care. I know a lot on a lot of these things they'll say Caucasian or they'll say just white, which I think good lord. I mean, these people who are way into identity politics talk about an oversimplification. Like everybody who is white means that they're what? They're they've been here their whole life, they're not immigrants, they have no no identity politics category that they could possibly fall under. I mean, there's plenty of immigrants that could come here who would be white. I think it's just a little strange that we've got, you know, we've got the different races and the different minorities and we've got everything and then we've just got white. What a boring category to lump yourself under. I I don't care. I'm not getting into this. Um, But it's something that I wouldn't mind discussing with somebody else. but I just don't want to be the white guy talking about About why uh, the white label is all that matters, or why labels matter at all in a in a culture where we're trying to be diverse, everybody's equal, all that stuff. Why do we check any of these things ever? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. The next question: (laughs) Why is affirmative action okay, and why can't quote white people benefit? (sighs) Kyle, um, the best answer that I can give you. Uh, would be the Milo Yiannopoulos answer. Stop it. Stop it. You're being ridiculous. Um, no, As I said earlier in this episode, uh, I am perfectly fine with saying I don't know. I know the gist of affirmative action, but I don't know a whole lot about it, and I'm totally fine with saying I don't know a lot about it, and I don't really want to dig into it and just talk out my ass for uh, the next ten minutes about something that I haven't really done research on and looked into Um, should I I receive affirmative action placement if I am bohemian I don't know I'm going to avoid that one too for the moment we can certainly get into that in the future when I educate myself but I'm I'm a dumb straight white male Um, next one is it ethical to fill an affirmative action seat if I am mostly white but a hair Native American would they check Asking for a friend. I like that you're keeping this light with these very uh, controversial questions that you expect me to answer and screaming into the void of the internet. Um, Again, I don't know. Not getting into affirmative action today. Why is being male, middle class, white, conservative, and extroverted a threat to the left? Well, that question is assuming that you are a threat to the left. If you wanted to ask me if I thought you were perceived that way by the extreme leftists, I would say probably, yeah, I don't know, man, (laughs) I'm the same way, except I'm an introvert, but I am making a voice for myself in doing this nonsense here, Uh, so I'm probably perceived as a threat to the left as well, being a male, middle class, white conservative, it's, it's all the media, in my opinion, it's all just, Trumping up these big allegations against certain classes We're all about identity politics And you just happen to be in the wrong uh, identity class In my opinion Um, Somebody has to be blamed Yes, white people, white males, white middle class males White conservative middle class males We've done some stupid shit in the past And by we, I mean they (laughs) That's the problem here I don't mean me I haven't done these things I've never been a racist or misogynist or anything, okay? I I don't hate anybody. I love everybody and think that everybody should be equal. That's it. (laughs) I think it's all the media. I don't hold it against leftists, even extreme leftists, for getting the knowledge that they've been given and coming to a crazy conclusion, in my opinion. I don't hold it against them because the odds are stacked against these kids. Um, if all that you're hearing every single day is that white people are ruining society, then you're going to hate white people. I mean, I'm easily swayed. Maybe somebody can convince me that I'm ruining society. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'm not, okay? I'm not that wishy-washy. But um, yeah, I think it's all just... It's this race-bait culture. It's this uh, freaking. Media, everything that Donald Trump does is wrong, and he's a racist, sexist, misogynistic, homophobic guy. Even though he was the first president to openly accept gay marriage going into the White House, the first one ever, but he's still somehow homophobic, and he has a lot of gays who are for him. I think that it. Not, I'm not just stroking Donald Trump's ego here. Um, I I don't like the guy. I hate that I keep having to. Like, I keep having to defend the guy, because all these people just, he build these things up to, this stuff isn't what the media is making it out to be. There are the vast majority of straight, white, male, middle-class conservatives, I would say. I would be willing to put money on it. The vast majority of them love people, love blacks, love minorities love women, love everything. They want people to be treated equally, but we are not shown that. We are not taught that. Um, I think that's a problem. I don't have an answer for it. I don't have a reason behind why they're doing it, except for they couldn't, they couldn't peg World War III on Trump yet, so now it seems like they're trying to build this Civil War too, and they're going to peg that on him somehow. How, I don't know. You're depressing me, Kyle. And with that, we're at about an hour or so. I think that's a pretty decent yet depressing place to wrap this up. Thank you so much, Kyle Richards, for ruining this episode and making it a complete downer for all the downers out there. Uh, But yeah, uh, we're only about halfway through the questions uh, that were submitted. So if you are interested in hearing me answer the rest of them feel free to let me know. I enjoy doing it. It's very easy. And, hey, it's first solo episode. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know uh, how it went. If you want to hear more, I'll, I can do this all the time if you want me to. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if it was boring and if you don't like to just listen to me ramble about nothing, feel free to get on the System is Down forum and let me know that uh, I need to apply myself more to this show. Uh, and you can do that by going to, once again, Uh, T S I D pod.com forward slash forum, or by going onto Facebook and just type in the system is down forum and add yourself as a member. And if you look like a real person, we're happy to let you in and we're happy to have you as part of the discussion. Also be sure to go over to iTunes and subscribe and review the show there. Uh, that would be fantastic, and that is the best way to help us get the word out. You can also like, follow, and share the show on Facebook at forward slash the system is down, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle dsidpod. So, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to this. I'm glad I could bring you something this week, and and maybe I'll do the rest of these questions as a bonus, or maybe a completely different episode. I don't know, but let me know what you want. First and foremost, main point of this episode. You let me know what you want, and I'll see what I can do to make it happen. And if you have bad ideas, I'll tell you those ideas are bad, and I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Because ultimately this is about me, let's be honest. Um, But yeah, uh, go uh, follow all the stuff, like all the stuff, do all that stuff that I tell you to do every single week. Um, And when you're done with that, it'll probably be next Monday already, and I will be bringing you another fantastic episode here on The System Is Down. Until then, question everything and stay comfortable. Oh, wait, one more thing. Um, I did say that I would try to uh, give you a short snippet clip of the discussion that I had on the Lions of Liberty bonus episode about Flat Earth, so I'm going to go ahead and give you that now. If you like what you hear, then maybe go check out their podcast. If you like what you hear there, you should definitely sign up for their monthly Lions of Liberty Pride support group, where you will get all the crazy conspiracy stuff, in addition to their three episodes per week that they do regularly. So it's a great deal, um, even better than any deal that I could offer for this show. So um, definitely check that out. And here's a little clip of that.
1: The videos that they make, I, I'm sure they fake stuff. I don't know.
0: I don't but why know. would they fake stuff?
1: That doesn't make well, any sense. I saw like the woman grabbing the doll and the guy went into the whole virtual reality thing. I mean, yeah, I use my PSVR all the time. I, you could do that. I, I don't know if that's what they were doing. It doesn't really matter to me, though. I don't think that's... Yeah, but why Why would they fake stuff if, well, they're exactly. in, if they're in space? I have a question about that. Yeah. You bring up something that I wanted... I guess I wanted to ask Dan about. <clears> that when I was, like, thinking about this question, it, like, when I was trying to answer, like, my earlier question, and it was... The obvious answer was, what, so NASA could continue funding... And that's what I heard in some of the podcasts and, and information I was reading to, to, sure. to study up on this. But what I couldn't find, and maybe you have in your research, is what about a flat Earth theory precludes you from going to space? Okay, so the Earth is flat. So there's clearly the Earth has to end and there's something beyond it, right? So what about flat Earth means that NASA can't exist and get funding for going to the space above a flat Earth?
0: Well, that's a great question, and the, the the obvious question to that is what makes you think that we have gone to space, because um, back in whatever the 70s or 60s when we went to the moon, I don't remember what it is, but uh, I mean, we went there in like basically a duct tape together shuttle, and uh, <laughs> we made it perfectly fine, and we haven't really done it any time recently, and the reason is, I mean, Obama even said we can't get through the... Van Allen radiation belts, we can't get past Earth's lower orbit, which is well below where the moon is orbiting. So, what makes you think that we can get to space?
1: Well, I don't know. I don't, I I never heard him say that, but, you know, independent, you know, observers outside of NASA or any government or scientific body with good enough telescopes have seen the things we've put up in the sky. Now, granted, I guess space satellites? Unquote, is, is relative. Yeah. yeah, satellites. Even I feel like even the ISS that you don't think is real, like <laughs> amateur people have <laughs> seen with their telescopes.
0: Well, well JB, so, let me ask you, uh, do you remember back uh, when the ISS went up and they put out that big documentary about this giant, uh space station that they put out at a and they built it at a thousand miles an hour in the earth's orbit do you remember that documentary where all the uh the countries came together and they all agreed that we're going to do this for research in russia who uh is at our throat every single day from what i hear from alex jones and donald trump um <laughs> we all agreed that we're don't going bring to alex the, jones into the sea. Sorry. do you remember that documentary that we made i don't no, because it doesn't exist and we don't have any footage of this man's greatest accomplishment.
1: That was a great luring in. That was beautiful. Yeah. To I was like, well luckily for me, I'm an honest person and be like, yeah, I saw it. I wish you I said, was like,
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I wish you said you know, yeah, like, that. yeah, I watched it last night. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. Oh yeah, I
1: watched it of this thing. <laughs>
0: so, Dan, I watched I it in my research for the it's show. It's like yeah. building yeah. the Great Wall of China in space at a thousand miles an hour and we don't have any footage of that? Dan, I
1: have a question for you. That is, yes. is, is that so true now? Was... there's no footage? Like like no one's ever seen that? People have looked for it? Nope. When I was, when I was you, in the you army. You would think it... there would
0: be. I agree. This has been a Goulash Media production. Goulashmedia.net This concludes our broadcast day. Click.